everybody hello and welcome to popcorn culture my name is ben carlin and i am your host here with me today is my brother jay who will be in every episode or if you listen to the pre-roll ad you almost let me get away with saying that i was the host in this episode did did you sneak that through i did i did you didn't correct it so i'm just saying who's to say who's the real host this week i think everybody knows i think i'm not i'm not i'm not tremendously concerned if i'm being entirely (laughs) honest with you Okay, Jay. Fair enough. All right, Jay. So I'm. I, there's. There's. We don't normally start with the wick of the peak. Oh, but but because I'd like to. Okay. Uh, we're gonna start with the wick of the peak this week. I see that you have written down for the letter J. Plant sprayer. Oh yes, 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 yes. So as you know, uh, I've been recently getting into some plants. Yeah, I think all were. of us really have been. Yeah, is yeah. It, this is a question in general. Is this going around right now, or is this just like one of those like echo chamber things where it's like I got really into plants and now I sort of like see it everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think maybe a, a combination of three things are happening. Okay. One is that uh, we are, first of all, I think just late to the plant party, which okay. is which was a big thing during COVID, like people started getting really into their plants because they couldn't leave the house. And I was like, this is something I can do at my house, and I'm here all the time to take care of them. So plants. Yeah, finally. Uh, Two, it's also spring, which I think annually is just like, let's get into plants time. True. So there's that. And then three, I think also it's a bit of an echo chamber where the more you get into plants, the more plants find you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the, it's really is just the nature of plants, isn't it? Ah, they ah, find ah, you. Ah, the nature of plants. Huh, because because they are literal nature. Because they are literal nature. Exactly. Um, so anyway, at my house, I have got just I've got three. I've got three main um, living plants inside my house now. And uh, we were on one of our uh patreon google hangout calls um for super carlin brothers uh, a couple months ago and one of the girls on the call um we always have this running joke about all the different uh things in her apartment right and since last she had been on the call there were several new items in the apartment and by several i mean like a jungle's worth of plants it was i mean you yeah jungle forest it was a tremendous number of plants in one space and it was just like this that is so cool it looks so good it looks so cool and not all that she was totally nerding out about every single plant so that was just fun but it was like do you water them all every day and she's like well the ones that need watering every day and i was like this is news to me that not all plants need water every day oh my gosh you're blowing my mind i know yeah we, we, <laughs> we really we knew nothing. We knew nothing. We knew nothing. But she showed us the uh, mechanism she had for watering all the plants that needed the watering on the days they needed watering. And instead of just your traditional watering can, it was this awesome little, like, just water sprayer. You just fill it with water, and you pump it up, and it pressurizes. And then it has this little, like, hose, and you just press you just press a little button, and it is the most satisfying spray nozzle watering thing ever it's like a little bit stronger than like a a good misting but like really spraying it out there and like the moment i got it because i messaged her and was like what is the exact thing you had and she sent it to me and i bought it and i put it together and the moment i pushed the button i was like this is one of the most relaxing activities i've ever done just holding this button down and watching the water not even watering plants i could just sit in my yard and just spray this into the breeze and i think i'd be having a fun time (laughs) it's just like bubbles for adults yeah yeah basically just just (laughs) nothing better than a gentle mist this is nice like what what is the there's got to be like an asmr like what is the what is that because that's like the way like hearing things make you makes you experience that like sensation which uh, that's how it was always described to me i have found a way to enjoy asmr videos that are not like invoking some sort of sensation inside me Uh uh-huh but i feel like this was like whatever i in my head whatever people experience when they experience asmr the true way is what i'm experiencing with my plant sprayer (laughs) (laughs) 
like 10 out of 10 would recommend 10 out this, of 10. this plant sprayer. It's going to be in the description. So absolutely check it out. If you have plants and you need to water them, I totally recommend it. It's super, it's super relaxing. You know, the funny thing for me, and th- this is like one of those, like, I'm definitely getting old. I'm yeah. da- like, I'm da- I can feel it happening. But the thing, cause you got one here for the office as well. Yeah. I, I was it, like, yeah, I was like, we got to bring one to the office now. I got to have this uh, access to this kind of fun all over the place. It is, it is truly spectacular. And like with so many other things, it's like when you eliminate a barrier on doing a particular task and in this particular case like by having made it fun then it's like that ensures it's going to get done (laughs) exactly it it, it reduces the barrier that previously existed yeah and now it's happening but the other thing that's kind of nice about it is because like the wand on it is probably like two feet long or something like that it means you can stand fully tall and like you know go around and spray all of your plants from Mm -hmm. like from one steady position no bending of the back required no back bending required all your plants are just nice and watered and you can enjoy a good a good sprayer mist and i will tell you so this is the thing so like i i feel like at it's like it's so bad but i'm like as i'm getting older it's like i really it's like i don't want to bend over to do things and right now the big thing that that has like I, i've like zeroed in on as the thing that i have to do this with is uh feeding the dogs in the morning uh. so because they're bowls are like they're on like the ground and Indies is on like one of those like raised like sort of like small platforms so it's about mm-hmm. like six inches off the ground or something like that and then like the can that holds the dog food is also on the ground and it's probably like 18 inches tall so no matter what you know you sort of like you walk up to it you have to like bend down lift up the lid scoop in you know go over put it into the one scoop in again go over and put it in chewies mm-hmm. and it, i mean the endeavor of it all the endeavor like, truly why, exhausting why, why can't everything exist at wrist height you know? well well oh. and so that's the thing is that i swear tiktok heard me you know <laughs> and, and, and sure enough it's like it's like i think i heard a spine pop i know exactly what to deliver and so i haven't i have not made this purchase because it is four hundred dollars and i would need two of them oh meaning it would goodness. be eight hundred dollars wow just to avoid bending over it sounds like just to avoid bending over <laughs> which which i'm gonna tell you has a value to me right it sounds um, like you haven't not considered whatever you're about to tell us about that's true i haven't not considered it mm, nice however i've also not done it okay um but i, I think it's a device called uh the houndsy h-o-u-n-d-s-y okay kibble dispenser (laughs) and it is like it's honestly it it feels like one of those things that like maybe somebody would have made like for the science fair you know as like an invention right but basically it's like it's like a tall container that has a big joystick on top that you can like pull back and forth and then at the bottom is like a drawer that will that holds your dog's bowl and then as you like pull the lever it will like shoot the dog bowl underneath the container, fill it with the perfect amount of kibble and then shoot it back out. And you have like a perfectly filled container. And then like, it can be adjusted to work with like a variety of different bowls and stuff, depending on how much your dog obviously eats. Like yeah. Chewy eats a lot less than Indy. Um, and so it's like, they're, they're kind of neat looking. They're, they're pretty big. It's almost like a box with like a big, really cool, like mechanical looking lever that comes out of it and stuff. And I'm mm, like, ah, got a good lever on it. I know. Yeah. I know. Good, good, good action control. Right. And I'm like, like, this has been like my, my dilemma with it because for one, it's way too much. Like in terms of me, like the struggle, it's like, I just don't think that the struggle is $800 struggle. Right. You know, but it's also like, man, I would love to not have to bend down. And then I, then if, if I did this, it would solve it. I wouldn't have to bend down anymore. I, it, it feels like there's probably a non $800 solution to the problem. Maybe, maybe I can get like one of those. Remember like those claws? Exactly what I was thinking. That's where my brain went. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. So you You just like like, use use like the little extend a claw thing with the handle, scoop it in. Right. Pour it into the bowls. Absolutely. This could work. This could work. I will say, yeah, the weird thing, one of the things that I felt like, oh, am I getting old also had to do with like bending over and it was right when we had uh, Luke and uh, we had like we didn't quite have a we had a changing table in his room and the but then whenever he was downstairs with us like you know if he peed or something we'd you know go to change his diaper and we were just doing it like on the coffee table or wherever you know he was sitting it wasn't sure. like a we had like a little um portable 
uh, <coughs> thing he normally slept in whenever he was just hanging out with us around the house. And so I would just like, you know, you'd bend down and do it real quick, and it didn't take very long. Like, it, I mean, very not long, like less than 30 seconds. You know, you're like, boop, 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 done, because they're so little. Right. Um, but it, like, it occurred to me, like, after three days or something, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, actually hurting my back. I was like, why, why am I in pain? I was like, oh, because I'm bending down to change his diaper for less than 30 seconds at a time every hour. It was like, I can't believe the amount of pain this is causing and why we needed to get a full-on changing table. Maybe but, you and I should just get into yoga. Uh, maybe, it's, be, maybe it's officially time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always been up for yoga. I enjoy it a lot. It's like, a good sh- exercise. Sh- structured stretching. Structure, I mean, that that is the wrong way to think about yoga. It is. It is. Like, it is. I mean, I have, I have come out of yoga classes like dripping sweat. You no know? doubt. Yeah. It, is, it can be very difficult, and some of those holds can really hurt and it's also i mean there is a lot of like you know flexibility and um stuff involved as well right no this this was very interesting so like in in the story name of the wind bingo uh there is a group of like mercenaries who do this like dance and like the dance that they're performing is called the k10 yeah and they do it like multiple times every day and the process of going through the entire uh like ritual it seems like you know takes i don't know 30 to 45 minutes or something. Right. But uh, what's what's rather unbelievable about it when you compare to what you imagine like peak fitness to look like, this is like the slower, the more glacial the pace you have when doing it, the more impressive right. your ability. Yeah. Because it's like, like, it, like there's so many different things that are like this, but just holding your position somehow some way just steady is so much harder than it seems like it would be absolutely and i think um i've read about the k10 i think it's inspired by tai chi the martial art which is also a pretty slow moving looking thing but then of course in practice they move very fast right that makes actual fighting that makes sense maybe they're just like practicing all the motions and then and then when it actually comes down to it it's like oh full speed ahead yeah right right. it's like wax on wax off like you just get the you get the muscle memory in there that's exactly it yeah the best way to learn any version of martial arts can all be sourced back to painting a fence exactly painting a fence washing a car household chores now you're a karate master you're welcome i like i like to think that that's how it works yeah i like to think that's how it works okay jay uh switching gears switching gears entirely okay um ha you you doing that reminded me of the houndsy kibble dispenser Ah, right there so she's like boy there's nothing really better than pulling like just a real big lever that does something you know i maybe this is maybe this is also part of like where the, the world is going right now is that like everything got digitized from where everything was analog and maybe at some point in time we'll just come right back around to to analog parts again there's like yeah i i've thought this all the time it's like we have all these like smart washers and dryers and like dishwashers and fridges and stuff and it's like it's fantastic that you've added all these electronic elements in there but what you've really added is so many ways to fail yeah it's like i hate my washer and dryer they do not do a good job at cleaning my clothes or drying my (laughs) clothes and they constantly are having all this and it's like and these are like brand new you know they're brand new and like i used i just we had an old washer and dryer and they worked great and they didn't have anything fancy. Is what you're <laughs> like, telling me. They just don't make them like they that, used to. That is exactly right. It is exactly right. We are getting uh, old. We're getting so old. Similarly for me, I have um, like one of my doors at my house, uh, just like in case, like, I don't know, you forget the key or whatever. We have like a digital keypad. And this this was like one of those things that when I was researching it, I was like, oh, well, sure thing. Like I want to get like a, like a touch screen or something like that. I'll like look a lot like more modern and cool or or whatever the case may be. Well, boy, howdy, was I wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, because the the glass on it, uh, like, uses, like, the heat of, like, your fingers yeah. in order to, like, press the buttons or whatever. Oh, like, no. that's how it's detecting so if you're, it. you're, like, cold. So if you're extremely cold or if it's extremely hot outside, then it basically makes it so that, like, it has a hard time registering 
the the temperatures because if, if it's really cold then your hands are cold and it like doesn't read and if it's really hot then the whole face of the thing is really hot and then it doesn't read and it's like mm. well this is just this is just not this is just not what I was hoping for this is just not what I was hoping for anyway in the name of things that look cool let me get back to my original transition okay <laughs> okay so um as ever with 75 hard I've been reading more nonfiction and as ever that means I have new things to talk about because well, I, hear it. I'll have these like brain busting like examples given to me and I'm like wow I've never thought of the world this way before and now it changes everything what? time to change my entire life again <sighs> how great <laughs> so what what big change are you making this week this week yeah this go round. well so this is not really a big change but I do think it's an interesting perspective on something and it's called the car paradox and the way that it works is basically that like let's say you see somebody driving like a bright red Ferrari down the street and you look at that car and you're like wow that is absolutely amazing like like i would love to have that car because mm-hmm. it is absolutely amazing the car paradox is basically that like it's it's sort of this idea that like that that could be like the reason that the person driving the car bought the car in the first place because they saw somebody driving the bright red ferrari and they're like well i want to have i want to be able to be inside of the experience that makes other people like in admiration right. of of my thing, yeah. you know, around me or whatever. So like that's what that's what ultimately compels you to go out and buy the Ferrari, and then you're like, I'm cool because I have a Ferrari. But the thing is, is that you, the first person seeing the Ferrari, were not admiring or probably even remotely considering the driver of the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Instead, you were admiring the car. Ah, so your admiration is not is misplaced it's misplaced you admire the car because the car is a feat of engineering it's an incredible thing Mm -hmm. but the idea is that you will purchase this car that will make people admire you because you admired the car in the first place Mm -hmm. but it's like it it doesn't work that way because people don't end up admiring the person who's driving the car they just admire the car this this that this is a very interesting thing and there is there are often cases where i feel like i will drive like past where i'm like oh look at that car and then i look at the person driving and i'm just like pass <laughs> <laughs> like well like like you just like you just are completely indifferent well just like a lot of i think a lot of times that that sounded rude here's what i mean and i don't mean this to sound like <laughs> jay, jay swiping left i know i don't Who want needs this tinder when you can drive down the street <laughs> i don't, don't want to like sound condescending or anything what i mean is that like sometimes you'll see like uh like some sort of sports car convertible or whatnot and you'll be like driving up past it and like the top will be down and like because a lot of times when you get to retirement that's when you're able to like purchase said kind of vehicle sure and you know just go out and enjoy it and it's all it's never like it's never i rarely see someone who i feel like entirely matches the personality of the car driving the car oh interesting interesting yeah it's like like who who do you imagine right to drive these cars what's the right look to be driving that car because on the other hand sometimes you'll see people driving it's just like this person just looks like the worst i don't want to know them at all (laughs) it's like like, so what ends up happening is that instead of like being like well i want to be just like them you're like well i just don't want to be like them right like there's no right way to own a cool car (laughs) this Oh no! What as someone who I feel like has loved cars my entire life, this is like it is something that's like it's it's tricky for me because I I heard this example and I was like that's that is an interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. That is, and, and in my mind, I was immediately like, but not me, but not me. Like the cars that I love, I love because I love the cars. Like the cars that I covet are because I think like it is cool and then but then like i think the problem was is that like that psychology for even for me despite the fact that like this has been true about me for a long time i was like how far does that hold up in my own psychology why do i actually want it right you know and it's Mm -hmm. like it because like for example i have in the past couple of years i bought a um i have since sold it as well but i bought a jeep wrangler yeah uh, which since i was probably like 14 was just the dream right like i wanted a jeep wrangler because i thought it was the coolest thing ever and once i bought it i was like well this is an amazing car like the last thing in the world i want to do is take it off-roading like (laughs) i don't want to like go go put it in harm's way right and then all of a sudden it was kind of like "Uh uh-oh 
then why do I want it? Then why do you want because it? Because it's like, do I want the perception that I'd be the type of right, person who would go off-roading? Right, you want people to think you're the kind of person who goes off-roading in your cool Jeep. Right. right. But I think I think it's interesting because this is, a, this is a level of honest that you have to be with yourself that is like, like, you have got to like really let your mind open up. Like, I do not think it is as easy as it sounds to just be like, like, what, let me, let me reflect. Why do I want to do this? Right. Like, let me really be honest with myself. Oh, it's very difficult. Why? You're not wrong. Yeah. Because so often it's like, there's, there's sort of like this idea of, are you setting out to, to do certain way, things because it's like your strategy? Like, like I think about, um, like the idea of, of like the way that you play like a board game, for example, like you're, you're making decisions and moves that are like continuously putting yourself in a position of success driven by an underlying strategy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, my guess is that like, if you want a really cool looking car, that's not the way you're thinking. Like you're not like, okay, I got, I got the job. I got the apartment. The next move I need to make in order to like move myself into perception of coolness is to go out and buy like the cool car. You know, it's like, I have a feeling these are just things that you're like, you just find yourself compelled towards oh i don't know i feel like it's the other way i feel like really? people are like no i yes like i i'm very much buying this as like a status booster oh man this is interesting this is almost always my assumption about people who drive car- like it's like whenever you hear that like extremely loud exhaust oh yeah you know and yeah. it's like that person just peeled out and in their mind, that was the coolest thing. And everyone is like, that guy's awesome. Right. And the reality is everyone hates it. And it wasn't cool at all. And no, and it's like you have impressed no one and annoyed everyone. But like inside the echo chamber that is the driver's seat of that car, you're like, I am amazing. Like, right, yeah, like, you know? <laughs> like this was just the neatest thing that, yeah. that ever could have happened. And, and it's it's true. And but I think like what ultimately broke the exhaust sound for me because i remember my high school car i did it wasn't really really loud or anything but i did put an exhaust on my car uh as a senior in high school and i was very excited about it but i think what ultimately broke it for me is the fundamental understanding of what the muffler on your car is doing which is exactly what the name suggests right like cars in general are driven forth by explosions in a controlled environment like that is what a gasoline powered engine is Mm -hmm. and those explosions are loud and so it's like you could take like a like a car that has no business sounding loud remove all of the equipment that the manufacturers have put on it in order to make it not loud and it will be loud right so it's like you know a 69 mustang it ma- like it, it matches the tone it, it fits the vibe it is a car that is fast but also like a honda civic will do will make loud noise as, as well. well right yeah and so it's like the the loudness of it really isn't isn't necessarily doing a whole lot of performance like speaking mm-hmm. it, it's almost more of like like decals right you know it's like the, the they look cool if you think they look cool but they don't make the car that much faster which someone inevitably is going to explain to me that there is an entire process that goes through an intake through a manifold through the exhaust and i understand that there is a three-part process that all has to do with air movement through the vehicle mm, which will course, ultimately course, right yes. which will ultimately make it faster save your dms people i promise i understand how cars work but i also promise that just simply having straight pipes is not like is not taking your honda civic from like street legal to track ready <laughs> so right anyway so here's 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 the solution ben don't focus as much on like the crazy like outward perception of people you're driving past in terms of like getting like those cool votes Uh or whatever you have to focus entirely on just the interior experience of the car right right Right? well and this is this with your car i think is like where it just 
shatters everybody because your car is like it does have like the heated seats the cooled seats it has like the like the dvd players built into the headrests and the the automatic up down seat buttons and oh yeah we got some bells and whistles in there, the car in the traverse a, oh you you actually one of my favorites that you have in your car is the center dash like where the stereo is there's yeah. a button you can press and the screen will lift up and there's a cubby behind oh, there oh man that's so fun also like there's a um the the mirror like the rear view mirror you can like flip it and it'll turn on like a camera in the back and just show you a video of what's behind you instead of the mirror i forgot about that pretty good one it's a pretty good one yeah yep yep and it it has the overhead camera thing uh like where it uses like a multitude of cameras to build like an overhead view of yeah it looks like a drone is looking down at you you know what i really like expect someday though is that for roofs of vehicles to just actually have drones built into them and that would be a great example of overbuilding your washing machine though that would be the technology is already working (laughs) it's true it's true and there would no doubt be like snatchers out there who like wait for your drone to lift off and then go scoop it with a net scoop it like a like a modern day bug catcher right that's what I imagine. The the Pokemon trainers called bug catchers in their nets. Right. Yeah. Don't you won't see them coming with their giant nets near your parking spot. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I mean, that's uh, that's so that's that would be my ultimate my ultimate query is is if if you drive a car or if you're like a car person and this is like something that you've like injected your personality into, um, w- what is the what is like the underlying desire? Like, is it something that is like a tool that you're able to put to good use and is like incredibly functional? Is it something that like makes you comfortable sort of like in, in mm-hmm. your specific case? Is it something where you, you want the external admiration from others, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, I don't know. It, it's all, all of those little moments like, like, and I think this is probably like with the loud exhaust is that it turns heads and I think the perception is that it's turning heads for at least the person in the vehicle because people are like, whoa, did you see that? And instead, most people are like, man, leave that guy. Calm it down. I know. I will say it like, so yeah, my, my previous car was a Nissan Juke. And I remember specifically like very much wanting that specific car. I thought it just like looked very cool. And like, that's part of why I wanted it. And it was also like, it had like very high acceleration. It was very like fun to drive. It was extremely like every, everyone who drove it would come back and be like, it's so zippy. And it's like, yes, yes it is. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun driving that car. I'm not sure it ever like turned heads, but it like, on um, like, I don't even think I thought it turned heads, but from me driving it, like I personally felt cooler driving it like this is the car i want that i think is cool yeah and so that's i mean that goes back a lot to me like with the like the relationship that anybody might have like with their fashion sense yeah uh because one of the things that i feel like i've definitely learned over the years is that the like what i'm wearing can literally make me more confident which can then literally make me more effective right and that was something that i think for a very long period of time i just couldn't i couldn't recognize Mm -hmm. like and and i was so i was so worried that caring about how i did look would ultimately like like we discussed this before like with putting like you know product in her hair or something like that it's like the last thing in the world you want for anybody to know you were trying (laughs) like goodness gracious (laughs) but it's like and that's like i feel like that's such like a like a like a oh what's the word I don't know, like a false way of thinking, like, well, you don't want people to think you're trying. Like, what's wrong with trying? <laughs> I know, I know. Right. And and that's that's like where it's it's curious if like what while growing up, there was something that was currently going around about like the effortless look, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I always do feel like there's you and I both had like the long hair, you know, that sort of like, yeah. like came over like our eyebrows and stuff in, in high school and I, I feel like some of what people were drawn to about that was it was like I'm 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 attempting to be able to look good while also attempting to make it look like I don't care at all because the very nature of having hair that is this long suggests that I don't care. Right. And, and, and I'm not having it like tidied right you know like I'm not, yeah this, this is like this is like shaggy by design it just it just falls this way right yeah mm-hmm. and you do the head flick <sighs> oh, i mean i can constant. still feel my neck every time i do it <laughs> goodness gracious okay anyway transition transition 
popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Okay, Ben. Okay. So I brought I brought my own philosophical thought today. You're kidding me right w now. Are you ready? I'm. This is the best day ever. The best day ever. Jay, okay. Let me just tell you this. There's never a moment where you could bring me something philosophical and I wouldn't be excited about it. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you about it then. So okay. Okay. I was scrolling through the TikToks the other day and this one caught my eye and I was like, this is such a Ben thing. I have to talk to you about it on the pop. Oh, perfect. So um, are you familiar now. with the concept of Plato's cave. I'm not surprisingly. Okay. okay. So Plato's cave is a thought experiment put forth by Plato and it suggested, and it was like the idea was that what if from the moment you were born, you were inside of a cave and everyone you knew was inside a cave and your entire society existed inside this cave and inside the cave, you were entirely provided for you had uh, places to sleep, you had food, you had like your basic needs completely met, but no one there had ever left the outside world at all. They weren't even aware there was anything outside of the cave. Yep. Until one day 
you discover a trickle of light and you follow it and you find the exit to the cave. And as you exit at first, you can't even, you can't even see the sun is so bright. It is so different out there, but then your eyes adjust and you look around and you discover the outside world. And it is unbelievable, of course. It's way better than a cave. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it is not a cave. It is the outside world. And you go and you learn things and you come back and you tell everyone else, like, oh my gosh, you've like got you need you guys. I found a way. There's a different there's a different way. There is the world outside, there is light. There's there are things we can do that are not being inside this cave. And the thought experiment goes that the people inside the cave think you're crazy because right. you they they generations of people the entire society has lived inside the cave forever and now you're telling them what there's a whole there's a whole world an entire world outside of this place no i don't think so that's good. this is obviously the best way to exist ever course now we have the perspective of knowing that living in a cave and never going outside would be terrible they have no idea of that perspective so they are like completely ignorant of the outside world and are like hot to defend said ignorance and so the point of the experiment is that people are typically very determined to defend their ignorance rather than accepting some new idea all of this tracks right. and i think you actually did a fantastic job explaining all of that okay thank you very, so much very well articulated okay so the t <clears throat> that's that's like the premise that's like the tiktok they explain the whole thing okay. right there yep but then they're like so the next time you're having a discussion with someone and you feel like maybe they're like getting stuck in their own ignorance and defending something from like an interesting point of view, explain to them Plato's cave. And I was like, at first I was like, hmm, that's a very interesting like tactic to try and get to see someone another point of view. But then here's my question, Ben. How do you know, even if you're the one telling the other person about Plato's cave, that you're, that not, you're not the cave. one in the cave? Like, how do you know that your new point of view isn't actually the caved one? It's, dude, I, this right? is, I think it's a very... Very interesting question mm -hmm. because I mean there there is a lot of um, I think that the 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 world right now is probably uh, the, I think there are a lot of caves and I think there are a lot of people who have found their way outside of the caves mm -hmm. and and I think that the communication clash amongst these people uh, is is certainly probably the primary driver of conflict the world over right you know it is this exact thing and it's you're not like i have wondered this this topic before yeah because it's so very hard to argue with the information that you've always been surrounded with right you know and and like it's it's kind of like one of these things where it's like you can go to primary sources and, and, and like, you know, kind of like peel back the layers and be like, well, where did this start? Like, you know, like, let me let me become like more, you know, educated on a topic or, or learn more about a topic or, or, you know, like whatever the case might be. But there there's always like the uh, I'm going to use an example that I feel like I frequently use, which has to do with the current shape of the earth, uh, which yeah. <laughs> I'm not a flat earther, but um it's kind of one of these things where it's like it's like you can you can pull back your if you want it to be as skeptical as absurdly possible you could basically say that like NASA is a construct you know which i think probably somewhere in the equation is some someone thinks that <laughs> someone thinks that but like you know all of us i think for the most part tend to have enough trust that these uh, you know, scientific and, and uh, explorative, you know, um, organizations that exist in the world. Like we're not really doubting the legitimacy of their, of, of, right, of exactly. them, of them being right. But like, there's also, there's also the part of me that's like, you know, I guess, I, I guess I've never been to space. 
Right. You know, like, right. so this is exactly this. Is, okay. So this is exactly the thing. Like we all know the world is actually round, right? Right. But for the sake of this discussion, imagine the world really is flat, right? And we all like, and, and we all you're talking, cave. and you're talking to some flat and they're like, no, no, no. I've, I did it. I got to space. I came back. I, I swear to you, it is a disc. Like I have seen, I have seen it. You cannot like guys, I have look. I have pictures. I have been there, and you'd be like, "You are outside of your mind." There's, there's absolutely nothing. Like, even if it's, even if it was true that the Earth was flat, there is nothing anyone could say to me to convince me otherwise. Nope, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, I and know. they'd be like, "No, get like, are you familiar with a Plato's cave?" I'm like, "Are you?" You know, <laughs> like. Like this is exactly how that conversation would go. I know, I know, you know I, mean? I know. Yeah, and and it's it's very. I I think it's I think it's very uh it's very interesting because it's it's so it, it's like any one person only holds so much of the knowledge and but then on top of that you know like we we, we all hold a very tiny percent of all knowledge but then as far as we are concerned we own 100 percent of our own knowledge that's true you know yeah and and so then that becomes this kind of highly complicated thing uh but then in addition to that i think that there is i think that there's another layer of understanding that you could even apply to this particular example which uh, like might speak to the, the like opportunity, <clears throat> uh, luck, success, like w- whatever the case may be for you, the person who somehow spotted the light, you know? And so it's like you have had the ability to go out and see the outside world. Right. Right. And the rest of these people haven't had that opportunity yet. Uh, or the ability to do so, or maybe the want to do so. Right. And so it's like, <laughs> I also am sometimes curious about this because I, I tend to feel that it ends up being the case that the person who has who has exited the cave is attempting to explain to the people inside of the cave, possibly in a condescending manner, mm-hmm. you know? But I also feel like you have to, It's it's maybe like a tiny, like, like privilege check that you have somehow had that opportunity right. to to see it. Sure. And because you've had the opportunity to see it, like would you have believed it before you saw it? Right. You know, like you have had an experience that has allowed you to change. Right. Have they? Right. Okay, but so now this is this is another interesting thought though, is that like so like we're taking let's like switch it up a little bit. Supposing outside the cave is not the actual earth suppose you walk outside the cave and it's freaking lava land out there lava land you know it is it is different from inside the cave sure there are different opportunities and it turns out there's more to life than the cave and maybe it's even worth exploring but i'm gonna tell you it's lava and it ain't good (laughs) right you come back and you're like guys but it's still different to you, right? right? It's still new. It's still crazy. It's still the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Right. You're still going to go back and have the same exact conversation. Like, I have been outside. You cannot believe it. We need to go out. And it'd be like, in this situation, you'd probably be pretty wrong. <laughs> <That's>, right? <laughs> that, that, the floor is lava. The floor is lava. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just feel like this was such an interesting thought experiment to me. And it just seems like it would continue in circles. It's like, as like the, the idea was like, just tell, tell other people about the experiment and then maybe that'll help them reconsider their point of view. But I feel maybe this is, maybe this is just me. I feel like all it would do is make them immediately flip it on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's, that feels like most likely what's going to happen like there is enough for for anybody who has a disagreement about anything it's it's because both people feel they have enough supporting evidence to have come to the conclusion that they have come to right you know and and realistically it's it's going to probably require that that like willingness to then go with the person to see if you can actually exit the cave right you know yeah it's like like you might have to hold their hand and and they might have to be open minded enough for you to do so, and and it's like it's like how do we do that? Right. Like how do all of us 
do that? How do you get outside the cave? How do we get outside the cave? You get outside of your own cave. And it's and are you difficult. the person who needs to hold the hand, or are you the person who needs to extend it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just find a different section of the cave? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh who knows? So, All right. Anyway, well, plenty to think about. Plenty to think about. All right. Transition. Then can I bring up with you? An amazing thing that was shared with us on the Reddit. Please do. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about space wine. Perhaps you remember? I do remember. Like like powdered wine. Powdered wine. Well, the good little kernels over on Reddit did some digging. And it turns out that basically powdered wine is a thing. Not so much anymore because alcohol is just legal. So you don't really need to buy powdered wine because you could just have wine wine. Uh, Yep. yep, But alas, at one point, prohibition was a thing. Right. And prohibition. You know what? Part of me thinks we should bring back prohibition for like five years just to let people's creative juices go wild because the (laughs) ways people got around prohibition are fascinating to me. Dude. Like it was the least effective thing ever because people got so creative. Restrictions breed creativity in the most remarkable way. Yes. I will I will tell you my very brief anecdote about that is that when I went to high school, I was the first uh, group of students who was given a laptop. And yeah. I think the idea was that they were attempting to, like, give us the opportunity to learn more about computers and, like, become more savvy. Because right. This is the way of the future. You're going to go to college. You're going to take all your notes on a laptop there. Right. Yada, yada, yada. And realistically, it was, like, the teachers, <laughs> because they hadn't grown up with laptops, had, they didn't really have a whole lot of knowledge about how to help us use the laptops. Right. They didn't know how to like teach students who had laptops. Right. But what they did do was put restrictions on the ability to do a lot of stuff on the computer, which we then undid. Right. You know, <laughs> nonstop, and nonstop. And so, I mean, it was, it was exactly prohibition. It was like, no, you can't do that. And it's like, well, we're going to do it anyway. Well. And it's like, in the process, I learned a lot about computers. So jokes on you. I did exactly what you wanted me to do. Except my homework. (laughs) Except for my homework. Yeah. And take notes on Romeo and Juliet. Okay. So here here is the history of powdered wine. During Prohibition, grape farmers would make semi-solid grape concentrate called wine bricks, which were then sold with a warning label on them. And the warning label read... After dissolving the brick in a gallon of water, do not place the liquid in a jug away in the cupboard for 20 days, because if you do, it'll turn into wine. <laughs> that is amazing. It is, like, so amazing. Like, definitely don't do this, wink. Oh, my goodness. This is just a brick of grapes. It's like you're teaching people how to make wine. It's like, no, we're teaching them not to we're make te- wine. We are specifically telling them not to to do the th- exactly how not to handle this product, okay? We know how very illegal putting this in water and then putting it in a jug for 20 days would be, and we really want to make sure people don't accidentally do that, so all the instructions for what not to do are right here. <laughs> right, yeah, we, are, we are crystal clear. <coughs> crystal I would, clear. I would Unlike genuinely... your grape brick will be after 20 days in the cupboard. <laughs> Once properly fermented and served with soft cheeses. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just, I was dying. It's like the powdered wine has been a thing before um, during Prohibition. So maybe instead yeah. of we calling it space wine, we'll just call it brick wine. Call it brick wine? Brick wine. Yeah. I'm like, would you like to order a brick of wine, please? Have a brick of wine. It'll be here in three weeks. It's it's like Legos, right? But <clears throat> wine. But wine. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know that toy you wouldn't buy? What if I sold it to you? disassembled mm-hmm. and the entire objective was to assemble it right this is exactly lego's scam right they're like it's as if they have like done prohibition on toys and yes. Legos like no definitely these aren't toys these are just you know a highly sophisticated interlocking brick system definitely don't assemble them in this way because if you do you'd end up with a race car <laughs> 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 it's true. Also, I think we accidentally refer to them as Legos instead of Lego, oh. as as is the proper plural. Well, we have been we have been told once upon a time. Mobby. Correction. Y'all. Correction found. Wow. Okay. Sorry about that. No, anyway, it's okay. I have. I want to know if you can get wine bricks today anywhere. If we can, we should. We should and try it. We should 
we should make we should accidentally not make our own wine we should accidentally not make our own wine i love the i love the sound of this yes okay let me tell you something that also falls similarly into this category because i have i have recently purchased um a three-dimensional printer oh okay (laughs) yes look at everybody (laughs) i'm about to make some stuff um the 3d printers fall into like the same category as like crossfit where it's like once you have one you can't not talk about okay, it and if you meet and if you were the third party to someone who meets someone else who owns a 3d printer just like read a book or something because like, you have nothing to contribute to this conversation anymore oh man oh. He's, he's getting fired oh man they yeah, asked about the filament oh, oh no filament oh man. yeah polycarbonate whatever plastic <laughs> words and stuff words um, sandpaper oh. so the, anyway you got a 3d printer i got a 3d printer so the thing about the 3d 3D printer that was there's actually a rather hilarious sound on uh on tiktok right now which is basically like people all over the planet getting 3d printers so they can make stuff they wouldn't buy at the dollar store (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) i was like oh no Uh it's so true Uh what have you made well i have made nothing yet you've made nothing i've made nothing yet i actually (laughs) i attempted to assemble my 3d printer last evening uh, last week and then i got food poisoning oh and so So you haven't even made the printer yet i haven't even made the printer (laughs) yet some assembly is required uh left to be done uh however i did think that this was a particularly funny thing because there is nothing in the world that is more fascinating to me than 3d printing and like there are people who are currently 3d printing houses you know and it's like that is so cool like i would it's like if i were gonna like really just like go and and like purchase some obscene like like expensive piece of equipment it might be the like crane device that is a 3D printer that can print a house. I mean, pretty cool. It would be so cool. Yeah. I would just go and print houses everywhere. <laughs> and be like, huh, you need a house? No problem. I'll come and do it. I got well, it. I actually can't do it at all, but my machine can. I can't do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just feel like, I feel like it would be it would be so fun. And so it's like, I really, I've always wanted the 3D printer so that I can like try to do things. And it's, it's almost like I got it. And I'm like, it, it's, it's like the, like I'm almost like afraid to set it up because I'm like currently living inside of the anticipation of the magic and, and, and like, that's it. You know, oh, it's no. like, it's like the magic I'm feeling right now. It's almost like being excited for vacation. Right. You know, it's like being excited about your vacation is, is as much fun as the vacation is. Right. You have something to look forward to. And right now it's like, well, like what if, what if I start to like make stuff and then I'm like, di- like, no longer enthused. Yeah, what if you'd like lose the lose the enthusiasm for it? I think I have too many fears. You have too many fears? Uh, too much too much ang- anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. There's always something I'm concerned about. All you got to do is just keep printing, man. Just keep printing. Just keep printing. Maybe it's like 75 hard, but like every day I print 245 right you need like 75 plastic 75 you know like i'm gonna print one thing a day every day for 75 days yeah yeah and read nonfiction books and read nonfiction books (laughs) (laughs) definitely gonna continue to do that yeah did you know how much learning there is available to do out there by books books who knew books i love uh so i've been sort of reading vaguely um, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events to Luke, which um, every now and then, it, not in any particular order at all, mind you, he has all 13 books up in his room. And every now and then when I say like, all right, it's time for bed, you know, we're getting ready for bed, go pick a book. And he'll just go pick one and bring it to me and be like, this one, I'll be like, okay, we should probably finish the first one. He's like, I want this one. I'm like, okay. But what is amazing to me is that it's like, I mean, it's a book about like words and wordplay and stuff. Uh Like it's like, it's like a book about reading, which is kind of interesting, but it is funny to me how many different scenarios that Violet and Klaus and Sonny Baudelaire can find themselves in wherein the solution is the nearby library or collection of books that they that every adventure seems to include somehow oh it's yeah. like it's like oh i don't know how to solve this right a book well that's that is always what it is right because Vi- violet is an inventor and klaus is a good at reading and uh, sunny bites things so inevitably at some point in every single story violet will invent something and klaus will read something useful and sunny will bite something okay useful something useful <laughs> something useful okay in a useful way she also eventually takes up cooking oh yeah wow. he's a very proficient one-year-old you know 
Very exciting. Indeed. Very exciting. Anyway. Um, no, this, yeah, it, it actually, it, it's very interesting to me because I feel like there are subjects of, of like information where I've, I just feel like I've just never known enough about them. And so as I've been going through and like listening to book after book after book, uh, I have been enjoying the heck out of it. But additionally, I'm like, and I could read about other stuff too. Yeah. I could read about like, say, Abe Lincoln. I was just going to say, you could read about Abe Lincoln. <laughs> if I so desired, sure. But now, okay, so back yeah. to our cave analogy. Oh, boy. My big concern now is like, how do you know if the book that you're reading is like the most historically accurate version of the book so that you're not then also entering a new cave of misinformation? Oh, it's, yeah, that's tricky. I mean, I guess you could just read many things many books about Abe Lincoln and oh. just sort of make sure you have like the truest, you know, if, it, if it's in like all of the books, it's probably true. If there's conflicting information, harder, <laughs> harder, harder. <laughs> right. I know. And that's, that's the thing too, is that like when you start discussing things like this, it's like, certainly there are really good pieces of information that help clarify what truly <clears throat> happened. Yeah. But similar to our space problem, it's like, did you know Lincoln? <laughs> yeah. Right. Did you hang out? Did you grapple with him? <laughs> Did you throw down with World Wrestling Hall of Famer Abe Lincoln? Still the number one fun fact that we've stumbled number across. Number one fun that, fact about Abe Lincoln, I for just, sure. I, I just can't believe it. Anyway, reading, fun, apparently. Who knew? Okay, here's my new, just, just to tie it up, uh, I, here's my new wondering about Abe Lincoln was, did, do you think he owned, do you think, he owned wine bricks or like a, like a, I, I, it feels to me like he might have owned some sort of vineyard. You know, oh, it does. Do you feel think that there's way. like Lincoln wine out there? Gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be Lincoln wine. There's no way it's true that he was involved in air pirate ships and the Civil War pirates and was a world champion grappler, but didn't own a winery. If there's one thing that I know about Lincoln, it's that. No matter how lucrative of an idea we bring up about him, somehow it's more true it's, than we expect right. it to be. Maybe he didn't outright own it, but I guarantee you there is a grain of truth. There is some there is a grape of truth. A grape of truth nice. about Lincoln's winery. There's Lincoln's got, vineyard. Okay, maybe maybe That's this is word. instead of winery. Maybe uh, maybe instead of fun facts about Coyote, we, we have a segment that's just, maybe this is true about Lincoln, and, maybe it's not. Right, and we just take a guess, and then you guys tell us whether or not it was true, or how true it was. Because almost certainly, it was true somehow. Almost tr certainly, it was true somehow. Almost certainly. Do you think it's possible that this is true about more people than you might think? No, I think Lincoln was singular, bad. <laughs> well... I mean, Jay, listen, yeah. there's no doubt. Remarkable. There's no doubt. Remarkable human being. Um, however, it's almost <coughs> like it's almost like if you're ever searching for an email, have you ever had this be the case where you're like, you're trying to figure out like, like I know I ordered a green t-shirt, you know, and so you type in green t-shirt and then like 87 different <coughs> emails pop up and it's like, like be green this week, donate your t-shirt to Goodwill, you know, or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, that's not the green t-shirt, the result that I wanted. Right. But like, it turns out it does have the words green and t-shirt in there and i now see why this result came up and i still can't find my old navy receipt for my green t-shirt right you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying you're tracking smelling yeah i gotcha yeah. okay so i'd be curious if like almost in the same way that it's almost like anything can be applicable about a human being if you try hard enough uh, it's like like if you were to search lincoln's emails of his life winery comes up right you know vineyard vineyard it's like it's like he's been there He's interacted with one. He owned one. His brother-in-law owned one. Something happened near a vineyard. Right. You know, yeah, there was an like, important thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it's like, oh yeah. It's like, you know, if you Google Lincoln and vineyard, it's like, there's a story in the same way that there's a story. If you Google Lincoln and wrestling, this is why this, and no, this is exactly why you need to not be afraid to bring up whatever weird or unique or like side hustle thing you're working on almost no matter what because chances are someone else has a story about it even if they're not directly involved with it in exactly the way that you are 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, so my example would be that like since you know we've gotten into the Pokemon trading card game, you know, you I as I said, I've been trying to be more intentional about like bringing it up in conversations and stuff. And it is it it was surprising to me, especially at the beginning, like like one, I just have friends who are just outright interested in playing or who were already like secretly collecting cards. And it was like, well, this is, this is unbelievable. Like I was, I was just astounded because I felt like this was such like a niche narrow thing that I might've been interested in. But in the meantime, anyone who I've talked to, who's, you know, you know, uh, not interested in collecting or playing or has any involved with involvement with it now, certainly still had some involvement with it at some point in their life that they are happy to reminisce about. Right. Yes. Uh, because I think that like so much of the, I, I think a lot of, of examples of things that you might be interested in, in, in as an adult, you're like, if you're at all self-conscious or worried or something, somebody might judge you for that interest. What's really happening is that like high school never let go mm. because I don't know as an adult that there is anything anyone has ever told me that they were interested in as a hobby that I haven't found interesting. That is a fantastic sentence. Right? Right. Yes, you're right. You're right. There's, I've never had someone tell me they were interested in something and also been like, okay, okay, nerd. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. You know? Right. Like, it's just, it's just not the case anymore. Like, it's just like, this is not... Cause you're not, you're not, you wouldn't be like classified as, as that, you know, someone like, you know, if this person's not going to be like, Oh yeah, this is like my Pokemon, the Pokemon guy. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just sort of like, it just, it's just something that you're into. And then it gives them something to like ask you about. Yeah. So maybe more people just need to adopt mm. your current practice of, of going out into the world and like, and like really like making it an effort to like inject this Indeed. is, is take something that you're like, you're like, ah, like, I don't want to like let people know that like I'm into this nerdy thing because it's like, even like our YouTube channel, Super Carlin Brothers, for example, it's like, if anything, there's a massive indication out there that tons of people are also like this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, it's absolutely not something, um, to, to be remotely ashamed of. Yeah. Cause I guarantee people are just going to think it's awesome yeah. and you're awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Ben, I have one more thing to talk about that. I feel like sort of wraps up a many, many, many pop ideas into one. Okay. Ready? Okay. So we've talked on the pop before about Wordle. Okay. We've talked about manifesting things. Yep. We've talked about uh, today alone wine, um, and of course, uh, you know how. Um, and we've talked about manifesting. We've been manifesting Abe Lincoln history. I'm not. I, you know, maybe. Who's to say? <laughs> maybe they're just rewriting the history books as like, we go. Yep. All right. That that happened too. You know what? This is now part of history. Anyway, so. It, this sort of like wraps up all of those ideas into one. It is it it is possible then that you and I manifested Wordle. <gasps> I know. Tell me more. Okay, so on the Reddit, back on episode thirty-one of Popcorn Culture, we were discussing what we thought we were trying to in our brains think of what the worst cocktail imaginable would be. Do you remember what we came up with? The worst? The What is the worst possible combination of an alcoholic beverage with another liquid? You know what's hilarious is that this is a conversation that was taking place only two years ago, and I look back on that version of us and be like, children. children. <laughs> <laughs> Who were they? I thought they knew what they were talking about starting a <coughs> podcast. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, okay, let's think here. Let's think here. Okay. Yeah. What do you got off the top of your head right now? Milk and vodka. Milk and vodka is extremely close <laughs> to the answer that we came up with, uh, which was actually milk and wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, we we talked about it one week, and then the next week we came back, and we decided that uh, it, it turns out that you really can't even mix wine and milk because it will cause the milk to curdle. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So the name we came up with for the worst cocktail of wine and milk that curdles is Wordle. You're No, we did not. Yes, we did. We said the word Wordle. We said the word Wordle. Literally yeah. while we were sitting here talking about this, we were, I was like, all right, well, it's like wine and milk. It'd be funny to call it girdle. <laughs> <laughs> because it would because it would it grapes 
like a grape curdle. Right, a grape curdle. Right. This is just like wine curdle. Wordle. You know, curdle. So is the we most... spelled it W U R D L E. I suppose. <laughs> that but is you disgusting. know what? It's the right. Se- it's the just the spelling alone makes me want a sponge. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. And you know what? What's interesting is that typically the word curdle would make me want a sponge, <laughs> but it's almost like I think if you add a fruit in front of it, like a grape curdle, it's like, hey, we're want to come on over for br- for brunch on on Sunday. We're having grape curdles. Oh, Right, yeah, like cheese curds. Uh, we're having a strawberry curdle. Yeah. You know, it almost sounds so close to like a crumble. Oh, uh, you're right. Like that. Yeah, you strawberry know, like, curdle. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just what a wine brick is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a grape curdle uh, is just a wine brick. Ugh. A gelatinous cube. Oh, uh, boy. A gelatinous cube. <laughs> just about. It can't be. <laughs> Just about and almost. Oh man! Oh man! I'm very, I'm very excited about this piece of information. There you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home and tell everybody who will listen to me that we basically manifested Wordle. Right. We basically we invented the word Wordle, not you know James Wardle or whatever, whoever came up with the game. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely not Wardle who came up with Wordle. Yeah, def- definitely. It was definitely Bennett J who came up with wine and milk, aka Wordle. <laughs> I am sort of impressed how close <coughs> I was able to get to the same answer. It was, ba- yeah, you you seem very against cream-based uh, alcohol consumption. Yeah, but which is funny <coughs> because like I wouldn't necessarily specifically have an issue with um, like an Irish cream. Yeah, is that a thing? Is I that think, what you would even call I think it? Like milk and vodka must be an actual drink. Like like Bailey's, you like, know? Like yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I, it's probably not the first thing I would reach for, but I would I wouldn't be like disgusted by it right. by a long shot. I, I mean, I think it would taste. I would put it in coffee. Is milk and vodka just a white Russian? Oh, it is. Oh, so it's not only an existing cocktail, but I suppose a somewhat popular one in some regard. Because I bet most people know. Like they've heard white Russian before. You've heard of it. Yeah. It has a name. It has you could a name. go to the bar and be like, I'd like a white Russian. And they'd be like, okay. <laughs> they'd probably be like, really? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> like, Do we have any milk? <laughs> this is a bar. <laughs> of course we don't have milk. But there's there are other like like milk based cocktail like Kahlua that's like a cream based one. I would put Kahlua right. in the same category as Bailey's, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think I, those are different. I made the mistake of comparing Trulies and White Claws in our office the other day, and Ethan, the editor, told me that I was just dead wrong. They were fundamentally different products. Yeah, they just completely, <laughs> completely, okay. Ben. Okay, you couldn't have been more off base at all i'm sure ethan is putting something on screen right now anyway i was floored i was floored anyway guys thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the pop if you have any feedback for us you can send that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com also don't forget that we are currently running a promotion uh over on our well not not even currently i'm about to tell you about a new promotion to go inside with our new goal that we have over on patreon so the goal to remind you as we as we said at the beginning of the episode uh over on the patreon page is basically just to continue to have an ad free experience here over on the pop uh which would not start no matter which way no matter what happens until uh 2023 and and then you know it would be subject to whatever's going on at that point in time uh but if you would like to help us towards the new goals that we have we are offering a fun cool new promotion at the ten dollar tier mm. on our patreon where you can get a very special piece of new merch which i am now going to show to you Check it out, Jay. But bam. It, it is the official popcorn culture mini flag. The one true mini flag <sighs> the of one. popcorn culture. So the you guys may remember if you've been a long time pop listener that we uh, had a flag design contest some time ago now. And we have been in the process of ordering and collecting lots of our little mini flags. And so if you sign up at the $10 tier at the present, uh, not only will you be helping us towards our goal of an ad free 2023, but you will also receive a tiny little popcorn culture flag. Although I stuck it in an <clears throat> Apple because I thought that it was uh, fun and festive and cool. Yeah. And, you know, it occurs to me that if I, if I wanted to leave it in the Apple forever, that we would need an Apple that wasn't going to go bad. Right. And so now I'm a little bit bummed about that because I really like the fact that the flag sticks out of an apple. It feels like how it's supposed to be situated. Anyway, if you would like to get your own little tiny popcorn culture flag, you can do so at popcorn, or oh, I'm sorry, at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise, until next time, pop, pop.
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.